episode number 450. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee is with me, and we're in New York. Coffee chocos where cheese are made. Of. You looked up the lyrics, it's didn't you? <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker knows the words. No, I'm kind of. Like, uh, I mean, the chorus, a little bit of the chorus, but I did have it in front of me just to make sure. But yes, like we it. are in New York. We are together. We're coming to you a day later than we normally do, although... If you're a frequent listener of the May Road Show, you'll know that the past week or so has been all about late delivery, and we apologize <laughs> for that. We pride ourselves on consistent delivery here at the MMA Roadshow. 450 consecutive weeks without an episode missed, and I would say about 446 of those have probably been on time. <laughs> it's just that these last two uh, have been a little bit late, but this one... This one was a conscious decision, whereas last week I was just That's getting it. crushed. This week we decided, you know what, why don't we put it off one day so we can actually get together and be in New York for USC 295. Yes, I would have. It probably wouldn't have better if we got together last night because then I wouldn't have drank at the bar and had that massive <laughs> headache this morning. I had all kinds of plans I was going to go do this morning, and then it was just a matter of, I feel like death, I'm going to stay in bed. <laughs> I am uh, I am out of practice, but uh, when you when you stumble upon a bar that just happened to be next to a ramen place that I found, and they were offering beer, it was, well the the shot the the thing I saw the advertisement I saw online was a it showed a shot of like it had like four different options of beer and whiskey for. Uh, eight dollars. Okay. I was like, dude, a beer and a whiskey. A beer for and a whiskey bucks? for eight bucks in New York. In New York City That's is ridiculous. Bad. I was like, all right, let me walk over there and get it. Yep. So I get in there and I was like, hey, can I get a PBR and like a whiskey? She's like, uh, what kind you want? I was like, well, what kind will you give me? I was like, she's like, well, any? We have all the different types. And I'm like, wait, so you're gonna give me Jameson? She was like, oh wait, no, you mean for the special? She's like, oh hell no, no, it's just our well <laughs> shit. I was like, oh, that's what I, I imagined. Yeah, you were like, whoa. I was like, you're I throwing found me the off. best bar yeah. ever. So then I was like, all right, I'll take I'll take your well whiskey and a PBR. And she's like, oh no, 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 it's it's only Rolling Rock for the eight dollar. And I was like, dude, Rolling Rock is piss. Like I I don't like Rolling Rock, but at that point she had already pulled out the can. I was like, okay, go on. Give me the can. Let me do this. And I was like, I'll just have this, and then I'll go home. You know, no biggie, no biggie. It was crowded in there at the time. And then, so I sit down, and I've drank that, and I'm like, you know, the rolling wreck is not so bad. I was like, you know, uh, I don't want another one, but I was like, it's not as bad as I remembered. I remember it used to just, I thought it tasted like piss. I was yeah, like, yeah. this is garbage. But then, very nice young lady bartender comes over again and says, I'll give you one with PBR. She's like, but it's going to be $9. I was like, $9? Okay. Sold. Sold. So I ended up staying there for like four or five more rounds of that. All right. Four or five whiskeys, four or five beers. Well, I'll tell you what. It's yeah. funny. So I uh, I got in late last night. You guys did the media day yesterday. I watched all the media day, so we can talk about that in a little bit. That was so long. Uh, it was long. Because then we waited for the face-offs. They're like, hey, yep. guys. It was like their way of like stick around for the weigh-ins or whatever. And they're like, but we're just going to let you know there's going to be a face-off at 5 p.m. And at that time, it was already 3 so then I was like, wait a second. So you're going to tell me – I mean, we got there at like 9. I, oh. of course, got there a little bit earlier. I was like, you're going to want to sit in this little room for eight hours? It was brutal. That it was, was so long. long. It was real long. So I, I actually flew in last night. I had some things I had to take care of. I was getting caught up after last week. I had a crazy, crazy last week. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute too. But, uh, but I got in this morning. And it was funny. I, I took the red eye in, connected through Philly, went to LaGuardia. Uh, actually took a quick little shower at the, at the at Admiral's Ooh. Club at LaGuardia, kind of freshened up a little bit. <laughs> then made my way into the city, checked in for uh, for the press conference day. And, uh, boy, 
I felt like I, I missed out last. I think everybody was a little banged up. I everybody think, was a little I, banged I, up. I think everybody knew they had a late start to the day, and they yep. were like, "Let's let's go in." But all catching up with all the media peeps that I haven't seen, that I didn't didn't make the trip to Boston, didn't make the trip to Abu Dhabi, didn't you know, yep. catching up with all them and. Uh, yeah, everybody's banged up a little bit. Today. I hear even the staff people kind of got into it a little oh, bit last yeah. night too. I'm not going to say no names. Mm-hmm. If they listen to this, they'll know who I'm talking right. about. But uh, one of the one of the staffers, they they had a good time too at this one particular bar and uh, proceeded to face plant as they were leaving because you know like New York streets oh, like are kind steps, of like hit a step are very very un- yeah, yeah. awkward you know and uneven and yeah they they hit one of these like bad steps. And <laughs> next thing you know, they face planted. Right. I was like. I'll be wow. paying more attention tomorrow for some scrapes and yeah. bruises on the on the. On the. <laughs> so, all right. So, listen. It's funny, right? Because here we are in New York. We're, we're in uh, we're in your hotel here. You're at the Hilton, uh, Times Square. Beautiful view out here, man. Really nice. Uh, we were over at uh, Madison Square Garden earlier yep. today to do the press conference. Um, the and Chase then we were Plaza. The Chase Plaza of Madison Square. They're just really outside of Madison Square Garden, I guess. Or in, yeah. the, in the atrium. In the atrium. They're like, here, we have this random spare space. It's the Chase Plaza. <laughs> like, it's, the Chase it, Plaza. You mean that corner of the atrium yeah. over there? Well, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, it's the sure. Chase Plaza. But, yeah, so we were there, and it was funny. So we got that done. Then you and I kind of walked over here. And it's funny because, you know, listen – I've kind of said over the years, Manhattan is not necessarily my cup of tea, right? Yeah. It's like not always my favorite. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not a bad place. I understand, yeah. you know. It's a, it's a, but it's just so crazy. But I tell you what, came here last year for the PFL World Championship. Had my wife, and my kid with me. Really yeah. got to do all the uh, all the tourist stuff. Like you know, sure. normally we just come here, we grind. It's crowded. It's busy. It's hard to get around. You're carrying yeah. gear. It's a pain, right? But that week, since I had my wife and kid with me, we, we went and did, went to the top of the World Trade Center. You know, yeah. we went and did all these different things. And and I enjoyed myself. I really did enjoy myself. And then tonight, you and I were kind of walking down the street, and I was noticing, man, like, you know, I think that's 8th Ave over there where it's yeah. like, man, it's like uh, – it's looking like Tokyo now, right? Because like yeah. all the video boards are like the, 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 the light up screens, the high res, yeah. 4D, all this stuff. And I was like, this place is starting to grow on me a little it's bit. Cool. Man. It's cool. Times Square is cool. It's kind of starting to grow on me a little bit. And then, <laughs> and then Cold Coffee looks over at me. He's like, "Did you see that dude over there with his pants down taking a shit?" <laughs> <laughs> Literally three feet to the, my right, we walk past him. <laughs> Yeah. So here I am being like, but you, you didn't notice it. So I, hey, I so didn't hey, notice it. No harm, no it's foul. It's so funny though, because here I am, like, man, you know what, man? Maybe I've been wrong about this place all along. It's all right, man. It's all right. He's like, my boy dropping a deuce over there. So yeah, pretty funny. It uh, was a, yeah. So all right, listen. Uh, real quick, I tell you a story from for me getting in last night. So I took the red eye last night. Airport was pretty much empty at Harry Reid. Show up. Uh, finally, I finally have pre-check now, so I can finally yes. go through the pre-check line. Ten years later, after I first applied, so I'm, I'm, I'm going. We'll get into that story another time. But finally, got approved. So I'm standing in line. I'm a little bit tired. I kind of already taken like some sleeping pills, so I can try to sleep, you know, overnight on the plane. And uh, I'm standing in line, and there's only like three or four people in front of me. I got my hand. I'm, I'm getting my my uh, my ID out and all that. And uh, I hear some music, right? You know, it's like. It's the remix to Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen, oh, mama yeah. rolling. And I'm like, but it's funny because in the Las Vegas airport, there's always like some music playing, right? Yeah. But it's not that loud. But since I was kind of in like a half stupor kind of thing, I'm like, is that just the overhead music or is there actually like music bumping in here? And it kept getting louder and louder and louder. And then all of a sudden, I start seeing some people now. You know, I'm checking into that uh, C and D gate area, the same one that we always go to, yeah. right? And then right here on the right side, there's a walkway that's really like an exit. And all of a sudden, like, I saw like three or four or five people walking that way, and the music's getting louder and louder. I'm like, 
I think these people are bumping music over here. I'm like, what is the he- like, what is going on here? And it's it's late. I had like an 11:30 departure, so it's like 10:45. Yeah. Not a lot of people in there, and, and the music's getting louder. And I'm like, that is th- with them, right? And all of a sudden, I look over there, and Tracy Morgan is in a little Shut scooter. Up. Yeah, he's in a little scooter. He's got a crew of like 20 people around him. And he's literally. I wish I could show you, bro. I wish this was video because to see Tracy Morgan. He's sitting in this scooter, but it's Tracy Morgan, so he's, like, sitting on the side kind of like this, just <laughs> pimped out, just rolling by everybody, like, looking around, like, mm-hmm. Were I they filming him? No. He was just – Just literally so just how he's transiting through the Turns the out he's playing uh, at the Palms tonight. Like, I okay. pulled it up, so I was like, I guess it was just his crew. But that's just how he gets around. He drives around in his little – those little buggy scooters, but he sits kind of sideways on it, <laughs> one hand on the wheel to fucking drive himself and just – Bumping some R. Kelly, dude. It That's was, I was, hilarious. I was like, man, I wish I'd have had my camera out filming. I was like, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, and I'm sure that's so, what he was expecting. Somebody oh, to film it. Somebody's so got to have Morgan. footage of it. Somebody has to. That's it was pretty cool. Hilarious. That's man. pretty cool. So that was my way into town. So got into town. Uh, real quick, and I want to get into uh, today, and we'll talk UFC 295. Uh, I mentioned last week, very, very busy. Uh, I, I do want to say, if, if uh, anybody hasn't had a chance to see it, I just want to give a quick plug. Uh, to CFFC match day. I'm not on the mic for those, uh, but I was on the mic for CFFC 127. So if you missed that on uh, USC Fight Pass, check that out. We had a great show last Friday night. Uh, six finishes on the main card, all action. My man CM Punk was back in the building, so that was fun. But we also did, we, uh, we started this thing where we're doing uh, NCAA Division One college wrestling matches on USC Fight Pass. We had our first two dates last week, Wednesday at uh, Fort Liberty in North Carolina and Sunday uh, at Massillon, uh, Ohio, uh, at a high school there of uh, David Carr. So, um, pretty pretty cool place to start it out. But two of those, we're trying to we're we're trying to help grow the sport, basically Division One college wrestling, and we're doing it with the partners at Fight Pass. And uh, it's Very fun, cool. man. It's, it's I've seen college wrestling over the years. Obviously, my little share here and there. You know, I'll watch the finals when they're on yeah, ESPN or or something like that. But yeah. to to watch these meets, man, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. We had three duels. Uh, in the course of two days, and, and we got some more coming up next week. So I just want to give a quick plug for that. If you haven't checked that, Division One college wrestling, man, if you watch it, it's so fast, and you will be so yeah. impressed by the athletes where you're like, dude, like you could definitely take these people and make them mixed martial artists, man. You That's awesome. I mean? so, yeah. yeah, I've never really watched a lot of other re- uh, team meets, but it's usually always like the national the finals, finals or yeah. something because you're seeing the best of the best, the yep. guys that are either going to be All-Americans or national champions. Um, but yeah, that's very cool. But yeah, D one man, you can't really go wrong. I mean, nowadays, I mean, you're even going into the further now. I think D two or D three, maybe they classified as something different. Yep. It's kind of weird, whatever. But even technically, traditionally, back in the day, I mean, like those wrestlers are still badasses as well. So I mean, that's really really cool. So that's neat, man. What a, what a very cool experience. It's super cool too. So we're gonna do uh, after we get through this week, we're gonna do two more next week. The first one will be next Friday, I believe. That's the seventeenth. Um, and we're on a a wild horse preserve out in in uh, Are you Wyoming. You get on a horse in the middle of Wyoming? No, I'm not getting on a horse. Are you crazy? No, 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 no. I'm behind the scenes. The production work is too too important. I can't risk injury. I can't risk injury. No, I'm not getting on a horse. It's yeah, a wild horse. horse. It's a wild horse reserve. But I'm sure they have some horses there. They probably do. Yeah, they definitely do. I'm not getting on. It. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing that, and then we're doing Humboldt High School on Sunday, which we Humboldt Iowa would be good. So anyway, check it out. It's part of the CFFC family. Uh, it's CFSC match day. Shane Sparks is on the call, so uh, it's good stuff. I definitely, I, if you, I, I said this on the and a half episode, and I'll say it here too. I mean, if you're a fan of college wrestling, do me a favor, please watch it and tell me what you think because we're trying to do it. Like 
Rob Hadak from CFSC is so passionate about college wrestling, man. He wrestled in college. Uh, he was a coach as well. Like, he loves the sport, so he wants to do right by it. Uh, I want to do right by it. We all want to do right by it. But if you're a fan of college wrestling, do me a favor. Watch it. Tell me what you think we're doing right, what you think we're doing wrong. I'd love to hear the feedback. And if you're not a fan of college wrestling and you've never seen it before, watch it too and, and tell me what you think about the sport because I'm telling you, I think when you watch it, it's uh, highly entertaining, and I, and I just love to hear feedback because, again, these were our first two, so we're trying to trying to grow it and make it better. So, All right, let's, cool. let's talk about USC 295. Uh, you guys did the media day yesterday. We could talk about some of that, um, we, we, you know, anything you heard from there because I watched the whole thing as well, so I'm definitely – literally felt like today was kind of like a repeat when it came well, to like the – I mean, like a lot of times when you have like pre the press conferences today, especially if it's open to the fans, you get more of like just sort of a – you know, laissez-faire sort of like people just throwing out answers and there will be some repeat stuff. But I felt like today was like a legit like press conference, people asking like the questions that we could have heard yesterday and maybe we did hear. But I thought it was a pretty, pretty serious, like well done press conference. It was today. It, well, that's why I, I see. That's why I want to say is that and I don't want to start this on a negative thing because. Look, you could take shots at USC 295, right? We don't have John Jones and Steve Bamiocci, yeah. so I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed. I've been saying all along, and I've had people tell me I'm crazy, but I still think I'm right. I actually like Aspinall versus Pavlovich as much as Jones versus Steve Bay from a competitive standpoint. In fact, maybe even more from a competitive standpoint. Now, it's not a John Jones fight. Yeah. Like, I am I am let down that I'm not getting to see the greatest of all time versus the greatest heavyweight of all time in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. For all the marbles, like, I'm bummed. But in terms of, like, you know, fights that you look at and you're like – because we already thought these two guys were going to be the future of the division, right? We thought yeah. they were going to be the future of the division. To see a fight that you're like, I don't know who's going to win this fight, that, to me, that's the best thing about MMA. Because yeah. we can always look at a fight and be like, well, he's got a chance, four-ounce gloves, you know what I mean? But when you're really like, dude, I don't know who's going to win this fight. Like, it's yeah. it's exciting. So, I, so I don't, I don't want to poop on USC 295 because I am actually stoked about these. But I guess the, the one point I did want to make is I do feel like today was a miss with the press conference, man. Like Because? No no audience, man. I uh, feel like – you're right. They're going to say because no Dana. No, well, I mean, that might, maybe. I mean, I, I know he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's doing a ton of media. He's getting ready for the Callum Walsh thing. I, I why are you looking at me like that? Because what, what's your bread and butter? <laughs> 295 UFC? Uh, or is it this boxing thing, this kid that he's promoting, like Twisted right. Steel? It's like this kid is his version of Twisted Steel, except it's his boxing, his prized boxer. You got his prized bull. He's got his prized boxer. You know, like what's next or okay. whatever. I just thought it was lacking that he wasn't there and he didn't He didn't even make it to the face-offs. He had Hunter up there. If I will say this. I will say this. If he, Because my assumption is – he was out doing other media. Like, he was doing yeah. a national media tour for USC 295. Like, he's doing radio hits, TV hits, all that. If that's not the case, if it literally is yeah. just because he's hanging out backstage at the boxing match getting ready for the Callum Walsh fight, yeah. that's a massive miss. If it's because he felt like his time could be better served hitting all these other media outlets, all these, you know, TVs and whatever. Ones that, that don't want to pay attention to this press conference that they're putting on. <laughs> <laughs> that they could have just sent people to. Oh, there's my pessimistic cold comment right there. He's not calling him out. No, I get you are. It wasn't okay. It, like I mean, I just find it would be very, very. It's it's one. I mean, like uh, if he was say he's doing radio hits or if he is doing a TV hit that just so happened unfortunately to fall at the same time as like the press conference. The press conference has always been his moment. Maybe if the fans were there, he would said, "Okay, I'll give, I'll go," because the fans love seeing Dana, and he realizes yeah. that he takes it up to another level. But in terms of a lot of the media there, still really haven't got a chance to see him 
since a lot of things have happened. And like, why wouldn't you then make yourself available for the other media that want to talk to you about it? You know, so if you're all promoting doing, I just don't think there could have been anything bigger than a press conference to actually showcase your stuff. But if in fact he was off doing something, I guess that's fine. That's good for whatever. I would hope that they were very big outlets that had some sort of crunching issue as for why they couldn't wait to do it before or after. If he's trying to do a last minute push for the boxing, then that's kind of a little suspect because it's like, bro, you got your 295 here, two titles on the line, and you're going to miss the presser to go tout your prized boxer. You know, that's what it feels like to me or whatever. But that's that is a shame because I will say, like, in terms of what I wanted to ask today, I mean, I definitely wanted to get Dana's opinion on or an update on Jamal Hill. I yep. mean, we've had, I mean, Jamal, he's been talking about it on his own YouTube yep. channel, but it's always nice to hear from Dana because what, you know, the athlete is always going to be like, dude, I, I should be good in like three months. You know right. what I mean? Whereas, you know, the UFC might be like, well, we're not really sure. Because I want to know, hey, do you feel like Jamal's healthy enough that he's definitely going to be next? Uh, I want to find out, do you feel like John Jones? Where's he at? And because, right. hey, this thing could get awfully murky, man. Like, 100%. J- Jones and Stipe are going to put these guys on hold. Like, what's. Uh, How's this all this? Like you're gonna try to make the interim belt defend itself before you actually give the chance. This to, thing could you get know? nasty, man. I, I, when, when it was announced, it felt like the natural solution. I was like, "Yep, makes sense." Yeah. But now, but when you really start laying out the scenarios, like this could get ugly. I mean, it's it's, I, and and Bisping went on USA Today Sports and and did some stuff, and he laid it out pretty well. It's like, you know, even when he got injured, they they did a interim belt at one point. And he just felt that that was just the status quo of what they're supposed to do when when the champ gets injured. You do an interim belt, you know, and then you you combine it, and then maybe somewhere in that point, they started having champs vacate the belt, you know. Uh, but his whole point was like, you know, it's supposed to be an interim for if a champ gets hurt, and if there was any fighter out of all the fighters, why not give the opportunity for the goat, the guy right. that that most people are saying are the baddest man alive, who's done all this stuff for the division and as a champion. Why would we make him have to vacate it if we've done it, you know, if we've done interim belts for others, even yep. like Bisping? And I agree. It, you know, and I so agree. it was a good point. But it would just been interesting to hear that coming from, you know, from Dana's side for others that maybe haven't had a chance to talk with him and just to rehear it again. And plus, our numbers of something that he does. I felt like I love seeing Anik talk, but I felt like you guys were all have to try to think of like, well, what can we toss to Anik to make this work? Well, and I, it's funny you say that because I never ask Anik questions yeah. at the press conferences when he runs them because, to be honest, like, he's just there as an MC. Yeah. So it's like, but I. He's the, put in a weird, awkward position. It'd almost be better if Hunter was up there because he actually understands the, the legal issues, contracts, the other sort of stuff. Right. Like, if there was a person that's going to be there, it should be him. But, but I think also with them. They also want to control what access to things that they can get. You know, like if you're putting the main guy that's like Dana's right hand man, people are going to feel that they can ask stuff that they won't ask and oh, yeah. that they won't ask, and then maybe stuff will come out that they don't want to have come out. Well, or that's whatever. Like, all right. So that leads me to two points. So number one, I never ask Anik anything when he's in that role. Today I did just because it did feel weird. Like this is the 30th anniversary press conference. Yeah. And that's another reason, kind of weird, I guess, maybe that Dana, Dana wasn't, wasn't there. there. Right. Like <laughs> this is the 30th anniversary. So At Madison Square Garden. We're, I was we're like literally in. <sighs> The Plaza of Madison Square Garden. All right. But where were you, bro? Yeah. All right. And I, so, yes. Uh, yeah. So, that was, I did ask Andy because he is pretty eloquent in saying things. Yeah. Like, you know, what is this? What do you think this represents for the sport and the and the history and all that? And he, and he laid it out nice. He was just like turned it to the athletes and that sort of thing. But um, but it is funny because I had a, a, several people ask me um, on different social media platforms, hey, you know, do you think anybody will ask about uh, the the the, uh, the case, the lawsuit, right, the antitrust lawsuit, right. and the developments, and the fact that you know it's going to be going to trial and all that? And I and I did try to tell people, listen, 
a press conference is not a great place to ask stuff like that if you want a real answer. I mean, if you just want to check off the tick mark that I asked the question, if that's what your goal is, to say that I got in front of him and I asked the question, you can do it. If your goal is to actually get a thoughtful answer and to try to get maybe some, some solid information, the press conference isn't a place to do it. The press conference is the rah-rah, we, we got our pay-per-view coming up, we got these guys that are cutting weight, that, that, don't, you know, that their time is precious, and I'm not trying to waste their time talking about company business. So I never intended to ask anything anyway, but then once Anik was up there, then you knew, yeah. like, well, what's, what's there to ask? Yeah, and you know he can, he'll, he'll be able to kind of gloss over it a little bit and give a little something, and I think he probably hates when he's put in that position as well, but he does, he does do a very good job of sort of just like towing the line, saying what needs to be said, but without getting too elaborate and making it about himself. Well, He's always been very good about sort of promoting it and then being like, okay, let's push it back onto the other guys here. And the whatever. truth is because, look, and when John is in that position, John Anik, uh, he could say something that could cost him his job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas Dana, Hunter, those guys, they can't say anything that's going to cost him their job. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, it's almost like unfair to ask John Anik because it's like, well, hold on. I'm not involved in any of those decisions. I'm not. I'm not involved in anything business related. I'm not involved in any matchmaking. I'm not involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like when you ask my opinion, like, well, who should, who do you think should be next? And I know he has a podcast yeah. where he talks about and gives his opinion. But in that situation, when he's on the company dime, yeah. When you're asking him questions, I almost feel like you're potentially putting him in the line of fire to cost himself his job. That's true. You know what I mean? So That's I always, true. I always feel a little bit bad about it. So, but I thought today was a miss with with not having the crowd there because I just and I and I don't know whether it was. Uh, an operational uh, ease for everybody because everything was at Madison Square Garden. Because normally we do, yep. normally we do the theater. The theater right now though is being set up for boxing. I'm going to head back over there later and check out what the box because I've never been to. I've, I've been to press conferences in yeah. there. I've never been to boxing match in there. I want to check it out. See, you know, Callum Walsh be on UFC Fight Pass. Go check it out. Um, but we couldn't use the theater because that's being done for boxing, right? But we've all so I don't know if that was a decision to just like well, let's keep everybody and everything in one place. I'm sure it probably saved expenses. Like if you were to go rent out Radio City Music Hall or yeah. go rent out another thing, now you're you're adding a cost. So I'm sure it was probably a cost saving standpoint mm -hmm. and and an operational ease because you're not splitting your team. Now you're all in one property. I mean, you think about it. We checked in one place. We went to another place. For the press conference, they shifted us to another place for the workplace. Then they kicked us out. I mean, they've got that Madison Square Garden thing figured out where they can move you all around. But I would say to whoever was planning or made those decisions, I think that was a miss in retrospect. And I hope they see it the same way. And maybe they don't. Maybe they don't care because they say, well, we got, we got our press conference done. Right. We got our quotes. We got our face-offs. We're good to go. But, man, this is the one place in the whole world – Maybe I won't say the whole world because like Brazil is awesome. Like there's some great places, but definitely the United States, man. The atmosphere that is in those press conferences in here in New York is different, right? Because you yeah. got you got people hooting and hollering. They're you know they're talking shit to the guys on stage. They're talking shit to us as media members. You know what I mean? They're out there just heckling, and it's just mm -hmm. it's just a different energy. And especially with those guys today, that no none of them are big talkers. Uh, obviously. Three of them, you know, their their first language is another language. Um, they're, they're doing their best, you know, especially Yuri does his absolute best. Yep. Um, but I don't know, man. The, I, I, it felt a little empty, D despite the fact that we got two great fights, two incredibly competitive fights, two potential firework fights. It, it, it felt like it lacked that energy that you get when you get that crazy New York crowd yeah. in there. I can definitely see the energy part 100%. But it's funny that you, you mentioned that because I was sitting near some staff that were uh, – Afterwards, when we were up in the area working, and they were kind of sort of like saying to themselves, like, well, that, that went better than we thought, you know, went, it went well. They're like, it looked fuller than I thought it would. 
you know, because yeah, there's no crowd. Because there wasn't a lot of crowd. But, but also, even the media turnout, you know, like they're yeah. pushing everybody sort of towards the back of the room. Um, I don't know if that was partially to, to fill for the camera stuff, which makes me wonder, because it seemed like, you know, even at media day, it seemed like there was a decent amount of media that was there, but maybe the turnout for the media wasn't so big, so they were afraid to have that big, giant space. But it does make you wonder, and I guess we'll know for sure at the ceremony of Wings tomorrow mm-hmm. of what the crowd reaction and the crowd response to this fight if if that's their way of saying like we don't think we were going to be able to fill out the presser anyways and we don't have a lot of media what's the point of paying all this extra security and paying all this extra to get this room and then have it look empty and then and then for this is their way of probably I, i still do believe it is probably because of the boxing and saving money to use that room that space that we had today it wasn't even a room they literally just pipe and draped and then sat chairs up which they immediately broke down afterwards it was just a, sort of a a walkway it's a walk through space you know to get to some of the other spaces and they turned it into a makeshift presser room so i think they were happy with how it turned out but i think for them um it, it maybe it belies something else that we're not recognizing yet in the fact that maybe the crowd isn't really as big about it here that as we think, you know, like people were maybe going to travel for Jones and Stipe, but who knows how many were really going to were really going to actually pick up and travel for that fight, you know. So if the crowd here isn't really into it, and especially now after the crowd dropped out, you know, maybe the local, the New York crowd was going to be all about John Jones and watching Stipe, but maybe they're like, wait, who's fighting? Yeah, none of them are from here. Both title fights, none of them are Americans. It's just like. Uh, why am I into this? It's such you know? a weird thing, right? Because I get it. Like, I understand both aspects of it. Like, you want to see the superstars. Yeah. You want to see the ones. But, like, how many times do we have title fights where the, the champ is, like, a minus 600 or something? You know, it seems yeah. like it happens more often than not. You know what I mean? To have a main and a co-main event that are legit pick them, right? Yeah. And 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 and, and two main ev- and, and two main events, you know, main and co-main event, two title fights where it's not like you're like, well – Man, we got to see if he can deal with his wrestling because he's probably just going to hold him up against the cage and stalemate him all night. You know what I mean? Like, no, we're talking about two badass fights with two titles on the line. But, but, and I know, man, I remember, um, gosh, uh, our, our colleague Abu Subhan, I know he was yeah. talking about, like, maybe coming over here, right? Like, I know he wanted to come over, big yeah. 30th oh, anniversary show. He, well, but, I mean, at least Aspinall's here. I mean, that would have been some. But I know yeah, he wanted to see been, Jones. He wanted to see Jones, right? Yeah. And, and this, you know, but it, he wanted Everybody to Everybody wanted to see Jones. He wasn't going to work it, but he wanted to take a little vacation. Yeah. But he started looking at the tickets, and he was the one, I think, that first made me aware. Like, dude, like, the cheapest ticket you could get was, like, 700 That's crazy. That's to get in. And and you know you're not coming by yourself, so now you're now you're paying 1400 plus you got to fly, plus you got to pay a hotel, Plus, you got to pay everything. Do you everything. think they, not, they didn't adjust prices after that, that fight dropped? I'm sure they had to have. They had to have. They just called a price discount Di- you know, oh, or di- something. Dynamic pricing. Well, dynamic and they're supposed pricing. to, you know, offer, you know, once a main event look, changes, they, they're they supposed to offer refunds required, or whatever. Required you know? by the state. So, um, but I don't know if we've ever heard or, or maybe they did sort of allude to it or maybe, maybe it was something that you phrased in the question or something about something we didn't really we haven't really heard of like bulk refund requests right. or anything not that we ever really hear those numbers anyways but I haven't heard people say it well I was going to New York and then all of a sudden I stopped yeah I heard me say that I was willing to not come <laughs> I was like I was like you know I was I thought I was going to go I thought it was me filming Jones's last one Jones or Stepe's you know retirements I know um, I thought I thought we were getting a Jones Stepe double retirement yeah. I really did I mean but you're right in terms of competitiveness spot on like both of those fights are very very competitive I, you know, as much as I love Stipe, I 
Jones, I, I was already writing, you know, writing his name on the deed. He had the belt. It's, yep. it's his to keep. Yep. You know, he's he's not giving it away. Um, this one, it's much more like, wow, I don't know. I don't know who's going to take the light heavy. I don't know who's going to take I the know. heavyweight belts. You know, um, it's very, very interesting. Um, but it was such a downer. But, you know, it is, it's, it's such a cool city. It's cool to be up here. I mean, it's still feels electric being in the city um i don't feel the buzz of like the event i swear last time that we were here i remember seeing flyers and board uh um what do you want to call it up on the billboards of the billboards i haven't seen one promoting this event i swear last time that we were here that i remember at least seeing a couple of them granted i haven't been staring at the screen it's not like i've just been living in Times square but i haven't seen anything around it any of the bars that I walk by, I mean, I've walked past a few of them. Just saying, <laughs> haven't seen any didn't posters. Walk past many, walked yeah. into them. <laughs> I walked past just a few and walked in many. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen any of the firing, so it's just it's weird. And, may, and but plus two, I guess that was the artwork, the whole trying to switch up artwork and all that kind of stuff. That kind of really throws it out the uh, you know the window right there too. So it's not like you can just send something to a printer, print out stuff, and then distribute the flyers. You know, all Good sort point. of short notice. So maybe that's part of that. At least with the, the the flyers that you would normally see at the bars, um, but maybe the maybe the UFC's gotten away from like doing that sort of uh, marketing advertising like they used to. I think, to be honest with you, what I and again, this is just a guess. I don't know this. Again, I just got into town. I haven't really talked to anybody. But I, the feeling I get is that look, we the, you know normally Madison Square Garden sold out. Ticket you can't get. You you can go on Ticketmaster right now and you can get a ticket right yeah. now. Are they going to do good at the gate? Yeah, they're still going to do good at the gate, right? Yeah. Pay per view buys, again. Competitively, hardcore fans, stoked. Casual fan, probably not as hyped about, about this, right? Not so much. So yeah. I think probably, you know, they've got all their models, right? They, they they have got all the statistics. And I think they probably just say, well, I can tell that our live gate's going down. I can tell that our, our pay-per-view sale, not that it's going to bomb, not that it's going to be a disaster, but it's just like, so let's just let's let's dial down the ad spend as well. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's, 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 let's pull back on some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Let's, let's not go get – uh, Radio City Music Hall for the press conference. Let's just yeah. let's put it in the Chase Forum, uh, <laughs> y- you know, something like that. That 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 would be my guess. Which yeah. is not which is not a bad business decision to make, right? If you're if yeah. you're if you're guessing that your revenues are going to be down based on the hit, why up your expenditures to chase dollars, right? You know what I mean? Like those, yep. you're probably not going to get the incremental sales increase by you know. Well, hey man, if we really up our advertising, we'll get it back on the back end of pay per view buys. Like it's probably just going to get what it gets, you know. Yeah. So well, and plus too, all that pay per view, that's just ESPN's money, anyways. They want they want the tickets. They're, they're, they they care about the gate. That's you true. know, the gate's always been like they're hey, that's ours to cover our costs of doing this. The 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 pay per view numbers that's that's already just money already spent money already pocketed or whatever yep. but yeah I know they're very very interested so it does make sense in that sense where if they're unsure of what the gate is to kind of reduce their overall expenditures so they st- hit those margins mm-hmm. or, you know that I'm sure that they're trying to get but um, that being said I mean it's a sneaky good card I mean sneaky good you know uh, the main when we had the at the 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 fighters that were going there Diego Lopez um, oh, that- Lupi Godinez I mean like Good fighters, you know Jessica Andrade in there, Mackenzie Dern. Did you see Mackenzie at me today? She looked fantastic. <laughs> she was wearing this like crazy like purple outfit, and somebody or this purple like jacket and something else. And poor, and I, th- I can't. Uh, I think it was Oscar that pulled up a picture of like uh, Willy Wonka's one of his outfits. I was like, no, bro, she's hot. He's goofy. <laughs> I was like, no, um, but. It, and she said some crazy things about, you know, dealing with the relationship, of, you know, yeah, of, so that sort of ending all that stuff. And like this fight's pretty much paying off 
money owed to the ex or something, you know, like shit you don't think about, you know, like here we are like, oh, here's McKenzie. Oh, it's going to be a really crazy fight. But then there's all these other internal things that these fighters, these struggles and these things that they're going through while they're going through Dude, fight camps and all this other kind of crazy shit. It's so well said, man. I think people forget about all the time. Like, yeah. for instance, um, Jessica Andrade, flip side of that fight, right? Yep. She said similar things, right? Because people were like, why does she keep taking these dumb fights? Why is she, you know, wh- who's she listening to? You know, what what is she doing on and she says, I need the money to pay for my divorce. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm fighting all the time now because I have to have the money. And that happens a lot where fighters are like, they get themselves in a situation. They're like, you know, hey, I don't think this is a good matchup for you. I don't care. I need the money. I, I, I got to go fight right now. Yeah. Um, and it is it is a reminder. And I think I think on, on this show, at least, we try to remind people of that. I think it gets lost in the bigger picture sometimes. But I think sometimes when people get all, get all into the, you know, uh, the, the – the, the selling of the fights and the storylines and all that. You forget, man. You're not talking about a, a, a wrestling character. You're talking about a person, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's dealing with some shit, you yeah. know? And and uh, you're right, man. I thought Jessica and, and McKenzie both were, were talking about it. And, um, yeah, just a reminder of, like, what people are going through, man. Yeah. It's rough. But, I mean, this. I mean, the car it, – it, I think it's so the, – the noise has been so – Top heavy, just because of the big change-ups with the main and the co-main and the switching around those yeah. bouts or whatever, um, that people are kind of not that they're sleeping on the rest of the card, but this card, I wonder if in its current matchup, if it would have been better, say, over at like an o- the at the O2 or something where there's you know some more international flavor or something like that, or even if this card was like in Brazil or something. Um, oh, dude, if you look if you look at the way it ended up shaking out, Yuri Prohaska in the main event. Tom Aspinall in the co-main event, like at the O2 Arena in London. It would oh have been gangbusters. God. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And then I think the the crowd would be there because just the the that London crowd just brings it, and they're just crazy energy. Anyways, Amazing. I think it would be it would have been a really really hit. And I mean, I think if they had their druthers and they were able to plan this card out as it was, that would have been the location on their mind more so than like a Madison Square Garden or whatever. But that being said, it's a good card. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. It, these East cards are tough because by the time we're done, you're going straight to the airport. Yeah, I'm just gonna come back here and I think I, I get to I'll get like a couple hours of sleep, and then I think my flight's at like 11 or 11:30, just because I wanted to at least try to sleep a couple hours or something. You know, even though it's not like great sleep because you're always worried about trying to wake up for the 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 flight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But dude. It's getting harder and harder to go straight to an airport. Um, and like the early morning flights, my flight out here, I my flight was at five thirty, so I uh, the boarding was at five. Me being the the guy that's afraid of always oversleeping. Got there at like two thirty. <laughs> my alarm started. My first alarm was at one forty five. Yeah, I knew it. Then two. I think I left the house at three thirty, so I got over there around about four or something. Yeah, so this trip, I feel like I haven't slept much at all. So that I, I, I wanted on the back end to at least get a couple hours of sleep. But getting older, man, it's just getting hard. Like these East Coast shows, man. Uh, so I'm hoping the energy and the fights are crazy that we end the night riding a high. Because even if that pressure at the end, you got to figure if we get both winner, loser, that's four, four of just the two-man fights. And then if we have Dana, and if we're not caught up, there might be somebody else yep. that's back there as well. Then next thing you know, we're leaving there at like four in the morning. I'm going straight to the and airport. Straight to the airport. I'm calling Tough Enough uh, <laughs> at the Sahara on Sunday. So if you want to check that out on the UFC Fight Pass, you're looking for something to do on Sunday. Your energy levels might be a little down. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what, man. It's funny. Uh, just thinking about the way the card adjusted. So in Sunday on the CFSC Match Day card that we did, uh, we had uh, Iowa State versus Cleveland State, and Cleveland State is actually where Stipe 
uh, wrestled in college a little bit. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and check this out. I didn't know this. Uh, Gerald Harris. Remember Gerald Harris, Hurricane? He was a member yeah. of the Cleveland State Hall of Fame as a wrestler. No yeah, he, he's in their Athletic Hall of Fame, so it's pretty cool. But anyway, so I ran into some uh, folks associated with uh, Stipe at the wrestling meet, and they were not happy with John Jones. They were throwing out some wild accusations. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh. Pretty, yeah, they were. It was pretty. I'll, I'll let that stay off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it got, got entertaining. All right. So uh, let's let's talk about UFC 205. Uh, Home stretch of the, uh, I believe that place you work for still does staff picks. I can't remember the name of it. Any- no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, MMA Junkie staff picks, are you in contention? Is it shut down? Where are we well, at? Well, the, the Derek Lewis one didn't help my cause because, of course, I rode with it. Homer. But, dude, I was really – I was hoping, dude. I was like, Derek, if you land these punches, he's tiring out. And then it was just, you know, everybody was making shit on that fight, you know. Like, you know, really putting a lot of blame on – you know, the fact that Jelton wasn't doing enough when he was on top. You know, a lot of people were saying, you know, why wasn't Derek, you know, expanding that energy to buck him off, you know. I think there were definitely moments that he could have did some more, but I think there were other moments where, you know, Almeida needed to do more stuff. I, I just agree. wanted to be on the feet, and when Derek was starting to do good and he was staying up, I was like, yes, this this homer pick's going to work out. This homer pick's going to work out. It didn't work out. And uh, so now I'm like three, I think three behind um, Nolan. Okay. This card, everybody, besides like Matt E. picked um, uh, Alex Bahia. Everybody, yeah. Except me. So you got Yuri. I picked Yuri. Part of it was trying to make a play, right? But I do think he has. I just hope he's hundred percent, and that he's been doing all this stuff. I, I don't. I'm not swayed by his samurai mentality and all this other stuff. Part of it's a pick. To, uh, play to like try to make a pick that they haven't because I got to catch up and we're running out of events but I do think he has a chance I do too I think he has a chance I mean I think he's smart enough and if he can not try to just make it a slugfest try to get him down but just be smart pick his pick his battles but we saw what Glover did to him you know I mean like I couldn't have imagined that fight I mean I think all of us I don't know if any of us picked Glover in no. that fight, and he it just was like we love you, old man Glover. But it's, there's it's no not, way, yeah. there's no way, you know. So I mean, there are parts of Yuri's game that I'm I'm worried about, and Alex. But we know it's just the power. I mean, if he could take the punch and if he could not give those shots, but we've seen that Alex is able to stay strong till the very end of a fight, man. Like he's deadly in the fifth round with ten seconds left in the fight. I mean, it sucks, especially at two hundred five. Yeah. Boy, so it's a tough pick, um, but uh, this is like my was like my last dick dig effort to like catch up. Yep. Because I'm we have what? Uh, it's November now. We have maybe six more events. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. I gotta catch up. Gotta make a move. I gotta catch up. So this is either gonna put the nail in the coffin if I go too far behind, and then I hope it's Nolan. I hope he hasn't won yet. So. He's been he's been on top of the leaderboard for a little bit, but uh, yeah, I'm just trying to play catch up right now. Uh, but well, but I think it's a solid pick. I I, I don't feel too worried about. I mean, I don't feel like it was like with the Derek one. That was just a heart play, and I, I didn't. Yeah. I kind of knew that I was giving up that pick. Um, but with Yuri, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure if that's just me being like trying to play gamesmanship and trying to get one back. But um, if he, if he comes out and pulls it out, I'm certainly gonna. Be like, why? I can't believe y'all just bought that hype on this Bahia. Like, I mean, what have you really seen him? He's only him? been here like seven yeah, times. What have you even seen him with the guy? He doesn't even know what weight class is his. <laughs> 
Well, I, you know, it's funny because, so to your point, I mean, the one thing, because, again, anytime somebody's coming off an injury, the one thing you worry is, were they ready? Did they yeah. rush back? I do feel like the fact that he already got stripped of the title, or, sorry, he gave it up. Yeah. I'm sure there was urged into giving it up yeah. or whatever. It wasn't just a moral play. But, so there's no reason to rush back, right? I mean, right. the title's there when you come back. It's not like you're like, well, dude, if I don't come back now, they're going to take it from me, and that's going to screw up my pay-per-view points, and that's going to screw up yeah. my whatever. You know, it's like, no, no, no. Just So I don't feel like he would have rushed it back, so I feel like he's good 100%. But then you just get into the fact that it's like, can the chaos that he creates overwhelm, you know, the kind of stoic, loaded-up power, deadly-at-any-time kind of stuff that Pajeda has – and and Yuri, of course, the thing about that chaos he creates is that he leaves himself wide open too. You that's know, what I mean? and that's the scary that's part. The, that's the scary part. But but he might he might just leave with, his chin out there and then it, it's done. But he might you know he might hit a cartwheel and yeah. jump off the top of the cage. Because Alice leaves and, his chin out there too. He just he takes it. Yep. You know he's got a he's got a chin on him. You know I think if it, if it became a matter of just battle of wills and and like all right I'm gonna leave my chin out you leave your chin out and let's just slug and see who wins. I think Alex has the power nod. Right. I think he has that. Yep. Um, but, I, you know, maybe Yuri catches him with something. I mean, we've seen him. We saw Alex. Uh, Izzy flatlined him. Yuri's got more power than Alex, yep. uh, than Izzy. Yep. I mean, 100%. Izzy just had pure technique. It was just a perfect strike, you know. Um, so anything can happen. Anything can happen. I think now, Alex, we've just started, like, pushing him into this Terminator role like he's this unstoppable force. And that's not exactly true, you know. Right. Um, but I think this would be a tough test, and this is, this has the very the possibilities of taking some of that shine off of him, and maybe people will see him more as a human being, and, and instead of this guy that was like the, the that was the bane of Izzy's existence, and then he goes, he changed weight division, and he looks even better than what he did at his previous division. Um, or it could be a matter of like, dude's so badass that he's just going to become a champion in any weight class he goes into, and it could be that case. It's gonna be sick, dude. I mean, it's gonna. What a moment for him. I mean, if he if he's able to win and get that belt, I mean, that's just uh, his his story is just it's just amazing. Unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's pretty darn cool, man. Yeah, to be a two division champion in glory, to be a two division champion in yeah. the UFC, man, that's that's pretty incredible. <laughs> like he just got here. He did. It's a seventh fight. <laughs> it's so seventh crazy, fight. dude. It's not, so it's a it's a pick 'em. I I was you know again I I actually leaned Yuri as well, um, but. I, again, it's a pick. I mean, that's why I love it. That's why I'm excited for this. Yeah. Uh, co-main event, I mean, straight it, – look, doesn't take a genius to break this one down. Sergey is an absolute destroyer of yeah. men. Uh, knockout artist, unbelievable. Tom Aspinall, everybody has power at heavyweight, but really what it comes down to him is the speed that he has. Like, that yeah. dude is so speed athletic. Accurate, his accuracy, his precision is just – Unbelievable. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it, it's He's a hell of a striker. When he hurts you, he just he, – Three or four strikes comes and you you, you blink and you, there are three or four punches have already landed. You know he's super super fast. I loved it. I clipped out one thing from the press conference today and I loved his quote where you know he was like, "Yeah, I did some interviews yesterday. I said where this was an ideal scenario, but guess what? You know I wasn't going to win this fight sitting on my couch. You know what I mean? So like I thought about it. I thought that was a great. I thought it was an amazing yeah. quote. Like you know might as well give it a shot. You know and I love that because yeah. that's it, man. I mean sometimes in life. You want to you want, in, in in life in general, but and I always look at at fighting as a parallel to life, man. I just do, you know what I mean. And maybe that's silly of me, but I do see it. And there's those parallels, but especially in the sport, you want everything to be in your favor, right? You want you want the date to be right, you want the location to be right, you want your training camp to be right, all those things, right? But sometimes you just got to go out there and say, I'm taking a chance, dude. Like, yeah. I, I know this dude is scary. 
I know that, you know, I would have liked a full training camp, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? The glory is not coming if I say no. I got to go in there and give it a shot. And I thought that yeah. was awesome. That was a killer That was a killer one. could be sitting on my couch just watching this or I got to just said yes and then just give it a go. Go in there and see what happens. Yeah. I love That's it. That's awesome. The that other one, great. and it came from the media day yesterday. And it was so funny, man. Uh, and I actually wrote it down because uh, <laughs> I thought it was so great and I wanted to get it right. So Sergey was asked about something and he was like, uh, we have a saying in Russia that we don't oh, divide yeah. the fur of a bear that hasn't been killed yet. I'm like, that is so well, Russian, transcribed dude. Because we, I, we weren't quite sure what all he actually said. He said something like, yeah, you don't divide a bear, you know, blah, blah. And we're like, uh, okay, You yeah. don't divide the fur of a bear that hasn't been killed yet. I was actually going to tweet this, and I was like, oh, I'm not there. I don't want to steal anybody. So I was like, I was gonna be like, I'm officially asking anyone who ever uses the phrase, don't count your chickens before they hatch to step their game up to the next level. Because, <laughs> like, you know, in America, we're like, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Don't count those cute you know what things. I mean? <laughs> He's like, in Russia, we don't divide fur of bear that has not been killed yet. I was like, that is so Russian, dude. But yeah. but it's funny, you know, he is um, he is the stoic Russian lover, but he, uh, but Sergei's up there smiling, you know what yeah. I mean? He doesn't, obviously, no English whatsoever, but uh, his translator is awesome. And, uh, yeah, man, it just, uh, the dude is, I mean, this is this is an epic clash right here. I mean, this is to me, flip a coin. What what was your pick? What was the staff picks looking like on this one? I want to say this one was pretty. Well, I think it was much more even. I I went with Sergey on this I one. It. I mean, I think I think Tom has every bit of a chance um, to hurt him and do something. I just Sergey, I mean, he's just like he's just a block wall that just moves forward and just devours and just knocks people out. So yeah, I, I lean towards Sergey, but. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom's able to catch him with something. All he needs to do is stun him, and then he lands enough punches and then the ref, to let the ref get in there and, and stop it. I mean, he's so quick. But I just think that, uh, you know, and it's plus with these heavyweights with the power, it's not like you need weeks and weeks advance of training to work on your power that's already present. If anything yeah. else, you know, we've seen times where people – or in short notice fight is, fights don't have the pressures on their shoulder because people are expecting to sort of not lose but maybe not have the best showing because they haven't had a full fight camp. So sometimes they come in there a little a little bit more at ease, you know, and, and all of the other kind of stuff. But I think Sergey, I mean, I just – he's just – he's so impressive. He's on, he's on he's a crazy a run. He's the guy that when thinking about who I think could give Jones a, sh- a chance with toughness on a chin and delivering power, it's Sergey. I think he's the toughest challenge for Jones right now in the division. So, um, that being said, I you know I can't then say, oh well, I'm gonna think Aspinall is gonna you know beat him, even though I think Sergey does better against Jones than Aspinall does better. You know that crazy MMA math. Oh, so, yeah. I'll stick with the side of the formula that says that Sergey has enough power and he has speed of his own. Just maybe not quite as quick hands, but um, he just moves forward, man, and, and it doesn't take too many for him, of his punches to kind of stun somebody. Um, and we. You know, and again, this, you know, uh, Tom's been hurt too. I mean, he had that freak weird, what was it, his knee or whatever yeah, went out on and just kind of gave out, uh, you know, kind of on its own. I don't, I forget no. how, it, like he, I forget it was like he just, his stepping, it was he, in his stepping or something. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure that's in the back of the mind as well, you know, for a fighter going in there and stuff. So um, you never can tell, but I think Sergey, I think Sergey's going to get it done. I think Sergey's going to get it done. It's hard to argue against the man. The dude is, yeah. he's powerful, he's accurate. 
I love Aspinall, man. Just as a as a as a fighter, he's so athletic as a heavyweight. As a character, man, he's funny. You know, he's so well spoken. So funny. Got that dry sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, his shirt bit that the whole about the shirt today. Kind of look, look sexy. But even the guy was like, well, "So hey, man, shout out, shout out who who who's, who made this shirt?" And he's like, "I I paid for this shirt." Yeah, I don't have to give him a shout. I don't out. have to give him a shout out. If they give me something for free, I'll give him a shout out. I was like, <laughs> "Yes." Dude. I actually, I actually clapped at that. I, I thought actually that clapped was at so that. good because I mean, if I thought about it, if it was me, I probably would have said that the. the the designer. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think anything about like, like that. And I was like, wow, that's much better. Yeah, yeah. That's I probably paid a better. few hundred bucks for this shirt, dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm not giving them a shout out. The, their shout out was that when that cash register went yeah, cha yeah. like, oh, wait, I know who this guy is. No, sir, sir, no. That's on us. That's, that's on, on us. us. Just give us a shout out. Give us a shout out. <laughs> give us a shout out. All right, so let me ask you uh, if you had to look into the cold coffee crystal ball. Uh-oh. Do you, th- do you think this is cut- probably as cloudy as this window here? <laughs> it's this a little, dirty little ass hard window. To, a little hard to clean the windows this <laughs> high up. Uh, we kind of touched on it that this thing could get murky and ugly, and 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 to I mean, I guess clear. If 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 this thing played out ideally the way the UFC wants it, it's uh, I guess sometime in summer. Maybe I mean UFC 300 is probably too. Yeah, UFC that's April. That's way too soon. Yeah, maybe summertime International Fight Week. You get. God dang! So what do you do? Do you do Jones and Stipe on International Fight Week? Ideal scenario, and yeah, it's going to have to be a team. And have, I would think T-Mobile they they'd want it in Vegas. It's definitely I mean because it, it's and then what have the have have the winner of this fight also fight somebody as the co-main, or they have to sit and wait. Like I don't know. I don't know the right way to point. play this. If if because I would yeah, say who do you put? I mean because who do you who do you give the Interim or the guy, the interim that has the belt, who do you give them? Curtis Blades. Uh, but I could as see the that. co-main event, I guess. I could see that. And then if something happened with one of the main event, they could always swap one of the two, or obviously just make it a, a unifying, depending on what side. Yeah. This thing isn't going to be cut and dry, is it? It's going to no, get nasty. It's going to it's going to get weird. I mean, and that just there's a lot of questions. I mean, like as much as they want to say Stipe wants to wait for that thing, it's a long time that Stipe hasn't fought. Jones wants it to be Stipe. Stipe wants to fight Jones. You know, this could be the, you know, the walking away thing. But the further it plays out and the further that this recovery of this injury, you know, as gruesome as they try to make it sound, um, eight months maybe is being an optimistic recovery, you know. And so you're pushing that the interim has a year. You're going to want – they're going to want some sort of defense then. Yeah, maybe it is Blades or something. I mean, it's just weird. Or maybe at that point they give Stipe the possibility of, you know, coming and going for the interim or whatever. Um, I don't think he wants to fight whoever's going to be walking away with it. No. um, Because I think he wants one more fight. He's happy. He's full-time. I think last year he went on – it became full-time at the the firefighting thing. So, I mean, like, got a full-time gig. I mean, he's getting older. Um, at some point, you know, this if it's not a big legacy fight where he's going to make a lot of money, I just don't think it's as interesting. I think he'd rather just pack this chapter away if it's not that crazy fight, unless he wanted just one more chance to wear the belt. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, guys, regardless of who the opponent is, I want that. I want to have a chance at a strap one more time. Then I could see it. I think at this point in his mind, he's fine if he doesn't fight ever again. I think it's just that Jones fight was like that's too big of a carrot that they put in front of his face, and he's like, dude, yes, that's this legacy. Is a le- it's legacy. More, more legacy. Than, more than money. How it more ends, than money. That's legacy. You'd rather go out losing to John Jones than losing to you know Sergey or you know, you know Aspinall. Yeah, like hundred percent. Sirogan's probably the other name that you could throw in there if it's not Curtis Blades. <sighs> True. 
But yeah, if if see that's what if one or the other John then, would be that, that's another good that's another good option. I just I don't think John and this is the the whole reason we said we thought it was going to be a double retirement. If one of them doesn't make it to to the summer, neither one of them is going to fight anybody else. Yeah, they're they're, they're not going to fight anybody else. They only want to fight each other. Yeah, I think. Oh. Then at that and then at that point, I mean, then they really have to start having some questions. I mean, I guess it's better for them to just put on another interim fight because then there's another title bout, and they still have that title unification fight that's always there in the distance somewhere instead of just you know making Jones vacate it. But um, who knows? But yeah, I feel like this is still can go a bazillion ways by the time we ever get to the point of seeing the unified belt uh, in front of us. But I do know we do have a good fight this weekend. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, I think it's gonna be some fireworks. I mean, how I can it too. not be? I, how I can think, it not be? I think I think I think the top two are gonna be fireworks. Uh, we, we touched on Jessica Andrade, Mackenzie Dern. That's a meaningful fight. Uh, you know, both of them are dealing with their physical struggles as well uh, and, and their their mental struggles. But um, this is a meaningful fight. Matt Frivola versus Benoit Saint Denis should be absolute fireworks. I'm excited for Diego Lopez versus Pat Sabatini. It's a great fight, but of course, Pat Sabatini coming through the CFSC. Obviously, I'm going to be. Uh, cheering for him and uh you know look i think we're gonna have some we're gonna have some fun fights all the way from start to finish so uh glad to be out here sorry i'm a i'm a i'm a day late i appreciate everybody for being patient with us but uh, i think it was nice to be able to actually get to hang out a little bit and and do it as we overlook the skyline of new york <laughs> there's a little I, you can take a shit on the sidewalk uh, <laughs> you know part of me was wondering i mean yeah i don't know if, if I was in a better spot, I wasn't lugging gear. It's not like I would be like, "Dude, are you okay?" Because part of it was like, I was like, "Just keep moving, just fucking keep moving." <laughs> I know he wasn't in his right mind. Well, that's yeah. I was gonna say that's the unfortunate side of things is we can make light of it, but obviously there's usually some underlying things that are uh, far deeper concerns that we wish we could uh, help with. But you know, trying to keep things light with a mixed martial arts podcast so anyway listen we appreciate everybody for joining us uh if you like what you listen to do us a favor please take the time to rate us review us uh, wherever you can wherever you check it out that always helps us uh spread the love with the mma road show and of course if you want to take your support to the next level uh patreon.com slash the mma road show uh you can support us there for as little as three dollars a month and it certainly helps us out uh, with the costs and everything associated with hosting everything that we do and uh of course that gives you exclusive access to the and a half episodes where we recap each and every UFC event, which is pretty much every week. You got to hear me in a state of absolute delirium this past week, uh, sitting on the floor uh, of an airport in Charlotte. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen this time. I, maybe I can knock this thing out from uh, the press room at Madison Square Garden. Maybe it's uh, uh, talking to myself like a crazy man in an Uber on the way to the airport where my Uber driver is like, I'm going to have to charge you double, sir, because – or maybe – my Uber driver is like really looking for yeah. a live recap of what happens at USC I'm sure 295. At that time in the morning, he's right. gonna be more than willing to be into it. <laughs> yeah. My Uber driver's like, dude, it was so great. Like it was 4:30 in the morning, and I got a live breakdown of USC 295 <laughs> that happened. I was really into it. That's funny. Yeah. Anything's possible. That sounds like a one star to me. <laughs> <laughs> you see a rating, your writer rating goes down. Uh, immediately. They're like, this dude was talking about MMA the whole time, like a weirdo with a headset. They're like, I had the radio on and his voice was so loud, <laughs> it went over the radio. You don't think if I like hunker down in the back seat and kind of turn to the side over here with the door and I, and I cover up the microphone like this? So this <laughs> it's, 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 I bet if you ask them, they'd be, they'd be cool. They'd be into it. 
Much more. We'll so get him than, to co-host as we're driving. No, no, no. If, oh. if he just uh, like he just like <laughs> turn down his radio and listen and take it all, maybe maybe he'd be into it. Sir, do your earbuds have noise cancellation on them? Because yes. can, you're gonna need to turn it's them up here in the loud. back. Well, it's better that than getting reprimanded in the uh, the, the American Airlines lounge like we've had in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have been kicked out of the American Airlines That's lounge. Funny. Good times, good times. Yes, I'm gonna make it back. So if you want to mark that on your calendars for uh, Sunday, tough enough. Myself, I believe uh, Dave Ferrer and Jason Mahoney are both on the call, my longtime partners. Man, we've, oh, yeah. Bro, we've been calling fights for like 15 years together now, man. It's say, crazy. Been for a long time. For a long time, man. That's wild. And uh, and then, again, please do me a favor. Check out CFSC Match Day. Give me your feedback on it. Love to hear it. Things that we can do better. Uh, or if you're exposed to wrestling for the first time and you like it, hopefully you do, man. That's that's the whole goal is to maybe try to uh, expose it to some new people. And, uh, and mark your calendar as well because we've got two more coming up. Friday in uh, the middle of nowhere, Wyoming, which is going to be crazy. The the visuals on that are going to be unbelievable. And then Sunday in the high school of uh, Iowa State, Coach Kevin Dresser in Humboldt, Iowa, which will be pretty cool because uh, it's a wrestling crazy part of the country, and they're going to have that uh, high school packed out. So definitely looking forward to that. And uh, lots more stuff coming. We made some more announcements. CFSC, we're going to uh, Atlantic City in the middle of December. And then at the end of the year, we're going to have back-to-back nights of uh, submission grappling and Muay Thai on back-to-back nights. We have our first Muay Thai event as well. So continue to add dates big to the things. CFSC family. I told you there was big things coming on. I, t- I told you they were happening. So uh, appreciate everybody that supports us there. Appreciate everybody that supports us here. Uh, it's going to be a big fight. I know we're all a little bit disappointed. Won't try to hide that. Of course, we all are. But I think we're still going to get something pretty special. So tune in on Saturday night. We'll recap it all after the action. And uh, thanks for listening.